broadcasting simultaneously from the Mitten and the City of Angels. Welcome to another episode of the aptly named podcast about no topic and extreme specificity. I'm Josh, along with my co-host and resident boffin, Dan. Say hi to the folks, Daniel. Hi there. Alrighty, today we are going to shred through this episode talking about our favorite guitarists. We're going to do our top fives, and I believe we also each have some honorable mentions, just some people that you can't really talk about guitarists without mentioning them, but maybe not necessarily our favorites. So let's strum right into this. Uh, we'll start with you, Dan. What? Are, who are your favorites? So I will start by saying these are not like the, you know textbook best guitarists by technicality and all that stuff um these are just my favorites that i enjoy listening to the most Mm -hmm. um in no particular order my first one i listed is john mayer Uh, i've seen him live listen to most of his albums over the years uh really enjoy his music and playing um He's technically really good, um, really good at the blues, really good at at rock, uh, kind of blues rock, and uh, he does his famous guitar face when he's doing solos, but uh, yeah, like uh, his 2007 live album is phenomenal, Uh, even on an acoustic guitar, just it's it's really great i like it a lot like i said i've listened to most of his albums and i enjoy them um and probably one of the better live shows uh out there i would say what's your first one i gotta say john mayer really surprises me like he's not when i think guitarist he, he just doesn't come to mind like at all and i mean knowing you i know you like john mayer a lot but like i just I was shocked to see him on your list, to say the least. Yeah, so like I said, I think the main differentiator for him is his live performances. Yeah. Where he just jams for like 12 minutes on a song. Nice. Um, My first one, and these are in no particular order for me, and I think you mentioned that they're in no particular order for you. Um, Once you get into these five, putting one in front of the other is really difficult to do. Um, But my first one is Kirk Hammett, the guitarist for Metallica. I mean, if you were to do, you know, a top five or even a top 10 best metal solos, I'm pretty sure Kirk Hammett would be, you know, four out of the five or nine out of the 10, whichever you're doing. Um, Pretty much any metal guitar solo that comes to mind is Kirk Hammett. Uh, He is just hands down, this is probably debatable if you want to get into, you know, well, better metal is not so mainstream metal and all of that crap. But he's a big part of the reason that Metallica is who they are. Um, their first guitarist, Dave Mustaine, was, I mean, he was nobody to shake a stick at, but he's no Kirk Hammett for sure. So Kirk Hammett is top of my list for sure. Yeah. And um, I mean, he's got the he's got the presence Right, he's just kind of a a cool guy, big personality, um, really really fun to watch too. He is he is really fun to watch, and he's really fun to listen to. And if you watch videos of him, like 
like who he actually is. He's not who you would expect a huge metal guitarist to be. He's really soft spoken. And he just kind of like a go with the flow kind of, yeah, kind of guy. Like you would think he would be more like that would, he would be more like the guitarist for maybe Pink Floyd, not Metallica. But as far as his guitar licks go, he's just unrivaled in my opinion. Yep. Definitely a a distinctive style. uh, Great sound. Um, Yeah, I agree. Who's your number two? For my number two, I have Nuno Betancourt, which I'm not sure many people have heard of, but he was the guitarist for Extreme, which is mostly how I know him. He did do some solo stuff, but uh, his just technical shredding metal guitar is definitely some of my favorite. Uh really speaks to me just rocks really really hard um it's it's almost more of a more of a kind of you know steve vai kind of uh what am i trying to say more of a more of a jazzy technical rather than your your typical rock technical sometimes um and yeah, it's just it's just kind of slightly different. It's not your typical heavy uh, standard chords and stuff. It's a little more off the beaten path, I would th- I would say. But yeah, I I really love Extreme. Still listen to their stuff quite a bit. And uh, in my mind, Nuno is kind of the reason for that. So he really really stood out to me. Oh, I, I, when we first started putting together the collateral for this one, I didn't know who Extreme was, but I do know um, at least one of their songs more than words. I'm familiar with that one uh, because it's in my favorite rock musical, uh, Rock of Ages. Yeah, so I do. I do know them from that. I haven't heard that song isn't super heavy on guitar, which is probably why I don't know him. Yeah, most people just know that song, which. That song is very atypical for Extreme, <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of funny that most people associate that song with Extreme, but that's really not what the, most of their music is like. Is that kind of like their Nothing Else Matters, their kind of like softer ballad that is just yeah. completely out of character for them? <laughs> yeah, basically. Like Okay. They're... Uh, <laughs> that is on the album called Porno Graffiti... <laughs> excellent title and uh has other titles such as get the funk out (laughs) oh evidently they had a song on bill and ted's excellent adventure yep that tracks you'll have to send me um or i'll just have to listen to porno graffiti after we after we wrap recording there so i can get some uh, context their first self-titled album is really good and then that um that album that we were just talking about is i think actually extreme two colon porno graffiti gotcha and those are those are both really good they have a third one which is not as good gotcha so my number two um is probably not going to really be a surprise to anybody that this guitarist is on one of our lists in fact he's one that often comes up when you're debating 
best guitarist ever, probably one of two that comes up, and that's Carlos Santana. Uh, hands down, he's the only guitar, or one of the only guitarists, I should say, that I think can pull off the style of music that he does, which if you've ever listened to any of his albums, it's quite a bit of instrumental work. And not many guitarists out there, at least in my opinion, can put out an album that's mostly in instrumentals and still be successful. Uh, I think another part of that is uh, the percussion on his instrumental uh, works is really, really good. But his guitar solos and just the way he plays absolutely steals the show. And I can't think... Like, most of the guitarists on this list, they have contemporaries. They have, you know, other guitarists that kind of do what they do. I can't think of another guitarist that plays the way Carlos Santana does. Uh, Maybe it's just because I haven't really been exposed to that kind of music much further than Santana. But he's definitely on my list because of just the way his music grabs you and the way it makes you just want to sit there and close your eyes and just be taken away by his strumming and the way he plays. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, I I respect his musicianship. It definitely is like my only draw to his genre of music, which is, you know, more more Hispanic oriented. Um but it's it, it's not as much of a draw to me. Um I do like his old stuff. It it's it's good. I will happily listen to it but i think part of the reason i don't like it quite as much is because it sounds like guitar playing and i'm just realizing that i like guitar playing that doesn't really sound like a guitar (laughs) gotcha okay that's a little little counterintuitive but uh yeah he I originally got into Santana off of Smooth, his collaboration with Rob Thomas from the early 2000s, late 90s. And that's another one that's not really, like, typical to him. But to me, that is, like, the sound of the 90s is Santana's Smooth. Um, And then really got into him the first time I uh, listened to his Abraxas album. That album is an absolute masterpiece for me it is an album that i can just put my headphones on sit in my chair close my eyes and just be absolutely content and happy for however long that album is like i am sitting there smiling and listening to just all the different layers of his playing and the percussion that's going on and it's it's probably top three favorite albums of all time for me as a braxis yeah Yeah, and like I said, I will happily listen to Santana, but I don't find myself wanting to listen to it as much as these other ones. So we'll get into uh, your third one here. Looking at your list, I think you're about to contradict yourself that you like guitar playing that doesn't sound like guitar playing with your next three, but let's get into it. Who's your number three? Um, My next one is... Eric Clapton. Uh, I've also seen him live, fortunately. But um, again, in the kind of uh, the blues rock sort of subgenre, he 
really just draws me in with with the combining rhythm tone um technical prowess and seeing him live just he, he just stands there and looks like he's barely doing anything and just gets this huge amount of sound out and is playing ridiculous music <laughs> um you know so it i said uh, yeah you said i would contradict myself and sort of but the way eric clapton plays is very different from you know your typical strumming it's very mm -hmm. you know switching from strum to individual notes and it, it, it is different um and just the the blues tone that he gets is is also very distinctive um also he's really big into watches so is john mayer and i think that's pretty cool <laughs> well for for me eric clapton for better or for worse like for his guitar playing the only thing that really comes to mind is layla and that is very like that solo it, it just a, it's a screaming face melting kind of solo so it's it's very guitar playing at least for me that's the first thing that comes to mind when you say eric clapton yeah yeah but so i will say that layla is has like four guitarists on it oh <laughs> so, really i didn't know that yeah yeah i think it's like the allman brothers and eric clapton that tracks. i think but yeah if, if you if you really listen you can hear there's like a lot going on there in the background <laughs> yeah. other than just what you immediately hear um the almond brothers kind of that kind of explains why that song just kind of goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, whenever I that. listen to it, I let that go on for about 45 seconds to a minute. I'm like, all right, that's enough of this. I don't need the next four minutes of this. Well, I, w I would tend to disagree, but uh, <laughs> even, even if it is about stealing someone's wife. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, George Harrison is going to be mentioned in here somewhere, and we could do probably a few podcast episodes about all the drama between Eric Clapton and George Harrison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eric Clapton by no means is a very moral human being, but... Uh... <laughs> great guitarist, not a great person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> yeah for real uh my number three uh is gonna be jimmy page the guitarist for the one and only led zeppelin he's got just i mean take your pick for his sample i mean just every song that led zeppelin has put out just has some incredible amazing guitar lick and i mean obviously the low-hanging fruit of stairway to heaven with what does it have three or four different guitar solos and 
at least a couple of them were an accident. Like he wasn't even trying to play a guitar solo and that's what he came up with. Just, I mean, it speaks for itself, I think. Yeah. I mean, not to take away from Jimmy Page, but it, it has been fairly well established that some of his, uh, tunes are definitely heavily inspired by other previous music. Um, and I mean, he does a good job of it. He does make great stuff. And to be perfectly honest, when I listen to Led Zeppelin, I'm usually listening to John Paul Jones and Bonzo more than Jimmy Page, but that's just me. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your number four? My number four is Mark Knopfler. Okay, this one tracks a little bit more with your I like guitar playing that doesn't really sound like guitar playing. It's, yeah, it's more like, it's more of a conversation more than like, you know, guitar strumming. Because, I mean, the uh, low-hanging fruit the low hanging fruit for him would be, you know, um, money for nothing. You know, that's the guitar intro and all of that. But uh, that's not, I would say, um, Sultans of Swing is more typical of his work. Yeah, yep, yep. And that I, I like the kind of Sultans of Swing, you know, it, it's very, it's almost like, it's almost breathy. It's you know bouncy. I mean? Yeah. It's very, it, it switches between octaves really fast. It kind of like fades in and out almost, like I said, like a voice more than yeah. a guitar, which yeah. really gets to me. Um, I really love Dire Straits. I haven't listened to much of his solo stuff. I never really got into that. But Dire Straits for me is top tier. Um, I love uh, making movies um their self-titled album those are definitely ones that uh get a lot of playtime for me i this might be somewhat controversial but i also really like communique which was kind of a me too similar album <laughs> but i really like it so it's, I'm just uh, surprised you got through stuff. three of their albums without even mentioning mentioning Brothers in Arms. That one is honestly just pretty different from their earlier stuff. And initially, I really didn't like Brothers in Arms that much. Ah. It's not, it's not my favorite of theirs. I I'm, again, I will happily listen to it, but. I like the earlier stuff a little better. I really like that album. Um, and not just because it has money for nothing on it. it. That's, that's a big part of it because anytime I get any new audio equipment, I've got to test it out with money for nothing because obviously, and, um, you know, when our friends would come over to my apartment, they'd always want to hear money for nothing. Um, so I just have, I have almost some sentimental attachment to that album as well so that's probably part of it for me yeah that's fair um my fourth is brian may uh the guitarist for queen he i feel like he 
gets underrated just because of who their front man was, Freddie Mercury being so domineering and, you know, everybody, you know, you think Queen, you think Freddie Mercury and his amazing vocals and with good reason. I mean, like I said, his vocals are amazing. He's such a domineering presence on the stage. In fact, arguably probably the best front man of all time. Like, I mean, everything else aside, just the fact that you can go on, he went on Live Aid and like, I think it was, it was either Led Zeppelin or The Who or somebody was getting back together and playing their first show in forever, but he completely stole the show and like nobody even cared about that after Freddie Mercury went on. But, you know, Freddie Mercury can only get so far without Brian May. Uh, with all his great guitar playing, um, I think he's on this list. I, I told you earlier, he's almost on this list for his hair alone. <laughs> Um, but yeah. his guitar playing definitely speaks for itself. Um, there's a video on YouTube of him playing the, uh, in the same similar vein of Jimi Hendrix playing the uh, British national anthem on top of Buckingham Palace, and it's it's amazing. I absolutely love it. I have a lot of respect for Brian May because he built his guitar and then decided to use a coin as a pick, which is. Just cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool. I didn't know that. I think he built his first guitar out of his dining table. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think, isn't he an astrophysicist as well? If the hair is anything to go by, probably. Because I think, I think, as the story goes, when they met Freddie Mercury, Brian May was studying astrophysics and... Um, God, I'm drawing a blank on the drummer's name, but he was studying to be a dentist. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Glad they didn't stick to their day jobs. Yeah. All right, let's let's round out your list. Um, I think this is where you're going to contradict yourself the most. Uh, who's your number five? Eddie Van Halen does not sound like guitar playing. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen is out of this world. And I think probably, probably my favorite on the list. Um, I think he's the one that I was alluding to earlier when I said it's usually when you have the discussion of who's the best ever, it's usually between him and Santana. Yeah. I, I mean, every, pretty much every song that he's ever played, I really like. <laughs> yeah. The sounds that he can get out of a guitar are out of this world. Um, you know, the true mark of success, if you have your own amplifier line, you've really made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he invented a whole he invented a whole technique for playing guitar. I didn't know that. Yeah, tapping. He he pretty much invented that. I don't know that, that he using that and using a power tapping. drill on your guitar. <laughs> oh okay yeah 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 his his tapping is definitely legendary i i don't know for sure if he invented tapping but he definitely brought it more into the mainstream and for anyone who wants to argue that see eruption yeah yeah pretty or much cathedral pretty much anything he's done i yeah. love no i was surprised how long it took them to make a guitar hero van halen <laughs> that would like when they started doing the offshoots like they started with aerosmith like joe perry's fine but i mean if you're gonna go with a like 
guitar hero. I mean, come on, it's Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the uh, the taking your taking a bunch of tape to your guitar and just like painting a bunch of lines in it. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool look. Not yeah, something no, I would have done, but it's really Fra- cool. Frankenstrat's awesome. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, my number five uh, is Randy Rhodes, uh, best known as the guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne as well as Quiet Riot, uh, among others. Uh, he gets on my list uh, almost for Crazy Train alone. Um, but anyone who's heard anything of Ozzy Osbourne's knows that, or Quiet Riot know, knows the aficionado or the prowess of Randy Rhodes. I, I think he's one that gets overlooked a lot, uh, which is another reason why he's on my list. I don't think a lot of people necessarily consider randy rhodes when thinking about their best guitarist and i think part of the reason is that he died way too young oh okay yeah i didn't know he was in that many bands that i know of oh yeah yeah and you can i i forget what the exact um differential is but you can hear like his his version of crazy train is very distinctive compared to zach wild which is who replaced him with Ozzy. Oh, um, okay. But, and he has so many more accolades that I can't even think of off the top of my head. I probably should have done a bit more research, but he's he's my number five. Okay, cool. Well, I think I'm going to add another honorable, event, honorable mention. So I'll have three honorable mentions instead of two here. Okay. Um... I really can't leave out um, Kirk Hammett, which you already mentioned him. Mm -hmm. I mean, just fantastic playing, cool guy, you know, it, and just the sheer longevity of him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Really can't argue with anything that he does. And, um,. What what's one of yours? Uh, what's one of your honorable mentions? Oh uh, well, as mentioned uh, earlier, uh, I have George Harrison on my honorable mentions list, simply because I don't think you get a lot of these guitarists, or maybe you get them, but they're not quite as successful without George Harrison and the Beatles. Um, and I mean George Harrison is just a fantastic musician in his own right, even outside of the Beatles. So that's why he's here on my honorable mentions. I don't, I didn't feel like we could get through a podcast about guitarists without mentioning George Harrison. I don't personally know enough of his music to put him in my top five. And that's probably, that's definitely more my failing than his. I'm sure if I, you know, went out and listened to a bunch of George Harrison that he'd probably crack my top five. Because from what I understand and from the little sampling that I've heard of him, he's an incredible guitarist. Yep. Yep. I definitely liked more of his Beatles songs compared to some of the others. Yeah. Um, I also feel like we can't not talk about Jimi Hendrix more. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm surprised he flew under my radar. Shame on me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just huge respect because he played a right-handed guitar left-handed. Uh... (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And I I mentioned John Bonham earlier, the drummer for Led Zeppelin, and Jimi Hendrix was kind of one of the first people to play the guitar like John Bonham plays the d- drums, which means absolutely thrash the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and somehow still make it sound good, which is not easy, turns out. Yeah, for me, Jimmy uh, is obviously he's a good guitarist. I respect that. Just his music doesn't necessarily tickle my fancy. Yeah, it's a little it's a little too 60s, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. It's it's not for everyone. So, but obviously, amazing guitarist. He obviously has to be mentioned. Yep. Um, my next honorable mention, both my honorable mentions that I have uh, actually after George Harrison um, aren't necessarily people that you think of. In fact, one, I guarantee no one would even put in their list of favorite guitarists, and that's uh, James Hetfield, the front man for Metallica may a lot people may or may not know that a lot of metallica's solos are actually written by james hetfield kirk hammett writes a a decent amount of his own solos but a lot of metallica's solos and a lot of metallica's guitar that you hear is james hetfield and james hetfield also plays rhythm guitar for metallica but has his own fair share of solos and is he an extremely accomplished guitarist in his own right i think the only thing that puts Kirk Hammett above him. It's just Kirk Hammett's technical ability has faster fingers, all of that stuff. So more of a lead guitarist type. But I mean, if Kirk Hammett needed a night off, Metallica could get by without a lead guitarist and because of James Hetfield. Plus he uses really cool looking guitars all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I really like his explorers. Yeah, they're absolutely awesome. So my last honorable mention is uh, a little bit outside of the realm of what we've talked about, but Brad Paisley, who is a country artist. Um, But I would wager to say he's probably the best male country artist out there in terms of sheer skill and talent. Um, I would stack him up against anybody. And some of his songs have some fantastic guitar solo runs and just uh, he has his his own tone, his own style, and he's played Van Halen live, too, which helps. Yeah, I will admit that uh, he would never in a million years even cross my mind. I, I like Brad Paisley. I like his music. Uh, he's one of the few country artists that I can tolerate, uh, and even more than tolerate, actually, you know, enjoy his music and sing along and listen to it. Um, never would have even considered him as an accomplished or a great guitarist. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that more, uh, I guess, more of his talents aren't able to be shown in his music. Right. Exactly. I, I absolutely agree with you. 
Uh, my last honorable mention is Alex Lifeson, the guitarist for Rush. Uh, and if anyone thinks he shouldn't be on this list, I will point you in the direction of the intro to Spirit of Radio and the fact that he is a guitarist that can hold his own against Neil Peart's drumming. So, yep. I mean, if that doesn't get you on a list of great guitarists, I don't know what will, because, I mean, if we're, we're likely going to do a great drummers episode, and I will be shocked if Neil Peart isn't on both of our lists. Oh, yeah. So the fact that Alex Lifeson can hold his own as a guitarist against Neil Peart's drumming gets him on this at least honorable mention. He's a fantastic yeah. guitarist and extremely underrated because he's so overshadowed by the genius that is Neil Peart. And Getty Lee. Yep. He, yeah. he, he never gets the respect he deserves, for sure. Absolutely not. Also, he's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Have you seen his uh, Hall of Fame induction acceptance speech? I haven't, no. He doesn't say a word. He just kind of like makes makes grunts and groans and like pantomimes a bunch. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so funny. But no, he gets so overshadowed between, you know, Getty Lee's bass playing and Getty Lee's, you know, iconic vocals because nobody else sounds like Getty Lee. And then, you know, Neil Peart's songwriting and his drumming. But I mean, it doesn't all come together without Alex Lyson's guitar. Yep. Completely so. agree. So I'm 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 glad I thought of him because, you know, the chances are that chances were good that I was going to forget him and I didn't. Um, and then if, if you're OK with it, uh, I have one more um, honorable mention, and that is uh, Phil Collin, the guitarist for Def Leppard. Uh, so not F Phil Collins. No, not Phil Collins. Phil Collin, uh, the guitarist for Def Leppard. And um as mentioned in our drummers episode, I'm going to put Def Leppard's drummer on there because the man does it with one arm. Obviously, he has yeah, to be I was, on the list. I, I was, I was kind of thinking that too. It's like he deserves to be on any list because he only has three limbs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but their their guitarist definitely deserves a um, a mention as well. So, yep, solid, solid rock. Well, All I right. think that's it. Yeah, I think I think that's all I have. I think we're going to uh, strum our way on out of here. Uh, until next time, we will see you all later. Yep. Bye, everybody. <laughs>